0: Of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, how do I create more patient loyalty? How do I get these patients to stay? And really think that we're valuable. Well, one of the missing opportunities and secrets to doing that is the first phone call to the office. So today, Robin Tyson and I, she's an amazing coach, talk about how you can create that value and create more loyalty for the patients calling your office. You have to listen to this. I know you'll enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. Gosh, I can't even talk today. Have you ever thought to yourself, how do I get, how do I create more loyalty with my patients so that they stay and they continue to stay? Well, today we're going to be talking about the hidden secret to patient loyalty in the first phone call with an amazing coach. Her name is Robin Tyson. Robin, thanks for being on. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. I, uh, you and I were chatting about this. This is like one of the most important things I, and some of you might think you guys talk about the new patient telephone all the time. Don't you, haven't you covered that? No, we haven't. (laughs) We haven't covered it enough only because I think this is an incredible opportunity in your practice. So if you're listening to this podcast as a dentist, please share this with your team members. We have been doing this a long time. Myself, personally, 30 years, and I'm still underwhelmed by talking to dental offices and how flat the phone call is. Don't you think, Robin?
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it is It is the you know first time patients are often having any interaction with you. So it is such an important phone call.
0: Yeah. Given all things are equal, people want to do business with their friends. Even when they're not equal, we still want to call somebody that we trust and we mm-hmm. like. And I think this is a hidden goldmine in your practice if you can get your brain around it. So, Robin, let's talk about like why this is so important before we get into the details.
1: Well, in dentistry, we're in a relationship business, so this first phone call is an opportunity for us to learn more than their name, their insurance, any of those, you know, those. Standard things that we ask for—it's an opportunity to learn what's important to them. What what makes them? Cho- what are, why are they choosing you as a dentist? What made them call you? What's going to make them stay? All those things can be such important things that we can learn from the new from the that first phone call with us.
0: Yeah, I love it. And so the the ultimate question becomes: Is your practice relational or is it transactional? Now, everybody listening to this would say it's relational, but let's call out the natural inherent challenges of working the front desk. So you as a dentist listening to this, you've never worked the front desk. You have no idea how difficult it is. There's a lot going on up there. The second challenge is this. It becomes a very left brain process because we have more software than ever because you have Dentrix and you have EagleSoft and you have Open Dental and everything is about filling a box from left to right in the software so... Active listening has kind of gone away as we've trained team members. They just got to fill the boxes. So they're not really listening. It's their agenda against the patient's agenda. And the other thing I would say is that in a day and age where PPOs are flooding dental practices now at a higher speed, let's just give the team members up front a little bit of grace because they often have to be able to slow down and listen and connect with patients enough to in order to even start this conversation. So, how do I do that? Where do I start, Robin?
1: Well, I, you know, one thing I think too is to have a actual piece of paper is really helpful. You know, Teams will, like you said, they're filling it in an Eaglesoft, Dentrix, whatever that is. It's nice to have a piece of paper to write on and to make notes so that you gather all the information. I also see teams that will have it on a the new patient form on a brightly colored piece of paper, and that's an indicator for anyone walking up to them. They're on the phone with the new patient. Give them the time and the space to be able to talk to patients, and you know potentially find someone else to work with at the on the business team to help them with what they need at that time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So consumers report they hate when they hear people typing. I hate it. Click 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 click. I know you're not listening to me when you're typing. So the other thing about a piece of paper, and if you're watching the video. I can go wherever you want to go. So if the patient right. says I'm in pain, I'll start at the pain part. If they start at the aesthetics part, if they start at the new, I'm new to town, you know what? I'm going to start with wherever you want to start. We're going to cover everything with a piece of paper, but I can I can listen and uh, I can scribble notes. I can't, and I, and if you've ever read my typing, you would say, Kirk, don't type. So um, I think it's really important to have a pad. Now, one more thing that you just said, because you're prompting yeah. a lot of emotions here, right? Having the uniquely colored piece of paper is one of the most brilliant systems in a dental practice. Because when you have a fluorescent orange or a fluorescent pink, and I've even seen them in the fluorescent yellow uh, or bluish colors. And those are great because that is just a visual cue for stay away from me. Don't come near me because all too often, if I'm a chair side assistant, I'm parking a patient right at the front and they're staring right at you, Robin, while you're trying oh to listen to, to, to the new caller. So um, it's really important. Now, a couple other things, too. You know, I again, I'm just so anti going right into the computer, like make a connection. Right. Find out the patient's name, don't you think? Wouldn't that be a great, great place to start?
1: It is, and it is amazing to me how often that's missed. Typically, a patient will call and the, they are asking you a question right out the gate. So instead of taking the time to circle back and understand what their name is or, you know, make to create that relationship, we go right into answering the question. So I would say, regardless of what that first question is of the patient, take the time to reintroduce yourself and ask them their name. Find out what their name is. It is the sweetest sound that anyone can hear is their own name. And people really love to be referred to by their name. And have that conversation. It makes that starts that relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hearing your name does a lot of different things. It it is a great feeling. You can actually feel it when somebody else uses your name. And then I have mentioned this before the podcast. I have the attention span of a gnat. So like I can start something and then I'm easily distracted. But when you say Kirk, it brings my brain right back to our conversation. I can focus. And you know how important it is when you start using somebody's name in that relationship and one more thing before we get into the details you know for a different day we talk about cancellations all the time you get one shot to make a deep connection with this patient i highly suggest you use their name create that that bond right up front because people don't cancel on their friends if i robin i call you and you're getting to know me and i feel like we're making a connection i feel like you're making me feel good about coming here i'm going to feel extra bad about canceling the appointment for just some silly reason, don't you think?
1: A hundred percent. Yes, it is the first opportunity to start building that relationship and the trust and the loyalty that they will come to, you know, that relationship that they will develop with the office.
0: Yeah. So once I start using somebody's name and I start beginning, you know, to invest in the relationship, where do I go next?
1: So I think the next, what you can ask next is find out what's important to them. What, you know, what's the most important thing about your visit with us today? What prompted you to call us? Like find out what is important to them? What made them choose you? And that is going to give us a lot of information about what they are looking for in an office, and it also gives you a lot of information about what they're potentially running away from, right? Like so if you if somebody says the most important thing is I want to be seen on time, Now I know what's really important to them, what's going to what is going to keep them loyal to me. And also, if we're consistently late with them, that's also going to push them away. So there's some, you know, you can learn information on both sides of things when you ask them what's really important to them. And it's more than a dental visit. What is really important? How do I build the relationship with them? Yeah. So we'll question so often missed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think somewhere on your new patient telephone form, you've got to ask why us and why now? Like, yes. and you also have to remember, nobody's just sitting around going, Man, I am just so bored and I just got this wad of cash. I should probably just go to the dentist today. A lot of times, there's something that prompted, if not most every time somebody calls a dental office, they are prompted for a very specific reason. Most of them are under the pressure of time. And so you got to know why. Why did you call? What are your expectations? And I got to be able to hit your expectations. Some people might have really low expectations or they might have different expectations. You got to learn that on the phone too, not just get them in when they're thinking, I don't, I'm not, somebody might call you and go, listen, my tooth is broken. The next one is wiggly and I'm missing two of my centrals and I don't want to pay any money for anything and get me in now. And that's a different type of patient, right? A
1: hundred percent. Yes, yeah, so it, give, it gives you an opportunity to really understand: Are they a good fit for the practice? Is that do they have the same value system as you? What do they look like for a long-term patient? And what do we need to do to be able to keep them, keep them loyal for the things that are important to them?
0: Yeah, your favorite people that you'll ever bring into your practice care about the same things that you care about. So as you slow down. You ask the right questions. Why us? Why now? Somebody's trained up front to ask those questions, actually collect that information and share it with the team. And over time, you're going to find you're filling the schedule with the right type of people. You have to be somewhat unique, if not very unique. People always have, you know, in order to get out of, outside of the PPOs, too— People, you have to be really different. You can't just be a little bit different. There's got to be something unique, special about you. And that's the thing that gets missed a lot of times when people are trying to get away from PPOs is, I mean, you got to create some value on the phone. And so what else do we want to ask for in that first phone call?
1: You know, if I, along those same lines, the referral source is a really important piece to ask. And I believe that's something that's missed often is asking patients, how did they hear about you? And you and I were talking about this, Kirk, with the um, whether, you know, you're, when we talk about scheduling people based on insurance and if, if we're, you know, limiting some of that as you're trying to make transitions with insurance. And one of the big things, a, a delineation is if you're referred by a patient of ours and a friend of our practice and you have Delta Dental, that's different than the patient that calls in because they saw you on a list. Right. And so finding out that information too, where they were referred from, gives you an idea too on what kind of the loyalty to the practice or what they're looking for from your practice and if it's a fit or not. Yeah. It I- also is a marketing piece. So if you are tracking where your marketing dollars are going and where you, where you wanna put those to attract other patients, tracking that for marketing reasons is really important to know how many people we're getting from different sources. Yeah. So a couple different reasons for the referral source.
0: Absolutely. So again, going slow and really finding out the expectations about this, you can appropriately schedule the patient, thus moving away from PPOs if you can think really well about it. Number two, don't just take their first answer when you say, where did you hear, where else did you hear about us? Because they might've seen something else. People usually need multiple you know points of contact or, or they didn't just hear it one time they heard your name a second time a third time oh i think i you know i've heard yeah. a lo- i've heard a lot about you guys and it's important to collect all that information another thing that's really important is don't just be so focused on the information give some energy to the information like this if if my friend said you know you know mike told me mike my neighbor he's a patient there and he loves you guys you have to like say Oh, we love him too. We take care of the whole family because that's called transfer of trust. It implies that my friend that I love, that you love, we're all going to love each other when we get to know each other. And that that's a really, really high IQ moment for anybody that's answering the phone is to make those connections. Again, because a big piece of this loyalty is that you want people to experience a lot of value. Before they even come to your office, my hope is this. Your team members listen to this podcast and they go, man, I got an important job here. Yeah, you do. And I also have a special place in my heart for the admin team members. I say this all the time because there's no, there's not a lot of great training out there. And so hopefully you as a dentist can see this and you Allow the team member to grow into that and patients come in and say, you should give her a raise or give him a raise. She's good. You know what I mean? Now you're now you're on the yeah. right track. So
1: yeah, I think, too, you know, Google is a referral source that we hear often is where patients are hearing from us. A question I like to ask that is yeah, I hear that a lot from patients. Share with me what you read on Google that was important to you or share with me what stood out to you. Again, it's another indicator of what's important to them. What are the things that stood out in the reviews that were really important to them that brought them to you? Those are great things to know about patients and things that you can build on in conversation.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just got to ask one more question. Right. <laughs> It'll yeah. be amazing what they tell you. So um,
1: yes.
0: go ahead. What else? What else do we need to know about what uh, finding out, you know, who, uh, why else they called or anything else that comes to mind?
1: No, I think those are the big it's taking the opportunities, like you said, to ask that next that one next question. What's that next question to really learn more about them? What's important to them? What we're looking for, what they're looking for, what we need to avoid or what we need to provide more of. Those are important questions, important things to know. Yeah.
0: You also want to reward some positive behavior that's making your life better. As you get better as a restorative dentist, you're going to find that your referral sources are very specific. Some of you have already seen this. You get referrals from other healthcare professionals, you know, and it's important to make sure that that behavior is rewarded. So if you have an orthodontist, a periodontist, or another health care professional— that's sending patients, you got to write some cards. You got to make some phone calls. You should be sending some gifts. Heck, if you find one that's sending a ton of patients, you should probably keep a whole box of wine underneath your desk of their favorite bottle. And I actually did see that one day. I I went to a dentist's office. I'm like, what is that? He goes, that's a box of wine. I go, you drink wine? he's like, it's not mine. It's my top referral source. And uh, Mm -hmm. I send them uh, a bottle of wine just to let them know it's not going unnoticed. So make sure you are re- rewarding those good behaviors. Um, also, another big p- piece of this is we got to find out, you know, what they expect and we got to tell them what they can expect, right?
1: Absolutely. Patients like to be, or people in general, like to be parts of groups. So if you can let them know what they can expect coming in or orient them to, to what they can expect coming in, I know, you know, th- there are different. P- new patients come in in different ways to different offices. So if it's that they come in to see the hygienist first, or they come in to see the doctor first, whatever that is, I know one one thing, that, a challenge that we run up against too often is Patients expect a cleaning or they expect to come in and see the hygienist and have a cleaning. That isn't always possible. So I find if you can give them exactly what's gonna happen before they come in, you have less conflict with that. So if you, you know, let me share with you how we get started with all of our new patients and how we're also gonna get started with you. We have you come in, you'll meet with our hygienist and our doctor, they're gonna collect some information and they're gonna share with you what your next steps are. Or they're gonna share with you, let's get you scheduled for that next appointment. So it is, it's orienting them to exactly how you do it. And there just isn't as much room for questions or concerns from the patient and what they expect when they come in.
0: Yeah, I love it. I could actually go off on this for like 10, 15 minutes on this one. It's so important. Back to the group thing. That's really important because we all, we never want to feel like we're so unique and we're a unicorn out there. I want to know that I'm talking to somebody and they get me. So if I have some jaw pain that's turning into headache pain, I want to talk to somebody on the phone who says, "Listen, we have a lot of people that call for this exact reason. You're not alone and you're calling the right place. Our doctor is an amazing doctor and she's an even better human being. And so let me share with you how this works at the first appointment. We want to know what to expect. Your patients should never hang up feeling confused, thinking they're going to get a cleaning and they're getting a comprehensive exam instead, or that they're not going to get their teeth cleaned at all when they were thinking they were going to get their teeth cleaned. It is so cool when you can make promises and keep them. Isn't that powerful? We would love businesses that we call and they make promises and they keep them like our guy, Bill, our top guy. He'll be there tomorrow at 9 a.m. I would love it. You know, call the the cable company now. They say, well, we'll send somebody out sometime between now and next month. You're like, okay, this is not working for me. And I'm having a little fun with you guys, but you have to understand in this day and age, there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity. And um, it's so cool when you can really get the expectations clear up front before they come to the office. What else do we need to know about expectations? before the first
1: time to with the um, timing. So, you know, typically your patients are going to expect that they're going to be there for an hour. So I find with offices that are having you there for 90 minutes, for two hours, where you may say, expect to be here for 90 minutes. I follow up with a, you can expect to be here until 9.30 a.m that's how people put their calendar. They block out times in it. So being specific about the time that they're going to be there to, I have found has, has eliminated or cut down on that variation of, are they going to be here for an hour, hour and a half? When we say 90 minutes, adding it to a time has really helped with patients and knowing exactly what to block out on their calendar.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. The more specific you can be, the better you can uh, be as a team and keep those. So so, yep. so good. What else do we need to know about creating more loyalty on the phone?
1: So I, at this point is where you're going to ask about the insurance piece or the more transactional information. You've gathered all of this information that's been able for you to be able to build the relationship. And now you, that there is, you know, pertinent information in their insurance benefits. If they plan to use any of those, if they are, what relationship you have with that at the office. So asking it at this point is you've, you've gathered all of that information and you know, patients focus on the things that we do. And so by having this at the end of your phone conversation, you've gathered all this information. Now you can ask that information before you get them, just before you you know where to schedule them and where to put them in your schedule.
0: Yeah. Tell us why you're really saying that towards the end. Because, well, I'll feed you with the answer. Because a lot of times, and they're good intended offices. The insurance question is right up front, It's like the second or third question. I even went to an office one time in New York. I've told this story a million times. And this doctor said, I got to get away from PPOs, you know, and it's just tough up here. Well, I watched the person at the front use the word insurance probably five to seven times in almost every phone call. And my first thought was, if I didn't have any insurance, I should probably get some because she kept asking about it. And do you find this to be true? The more we make it an issue, the more... They make it an issue right up front.
1: I mean, we've trained patients to think that that's the first question that they should ask. I think patients ask that question at the beginning because they don't know what else to ask. And we feed into that by continuing to make it a huge ordeal. So if a patient, if that's the first question for a patient when they call into me and I'm answering the phone, it's like, that's a great question. And I will get to that. Would you mind if I asked you a few questions too to learn more about you before we get to that? so that I can assure them that it's gonna, we're gonna get to that information. I wanna know more about them before I jump into, do you have Delta? What's the subscriber number? What's your date of birth? All of those things. I wanna build the relationship first. Yeah. And I lose the opportunity if I go right into the insurance piece.
0: Totally. And so, you know, for another podcast, what comes up and I, Robin, you and I were talking about this. This comes up in our To The Top Study Club is how do I schedule patients that don't have any insurance and those that call primarily for the insurance? And I think what you said is absolutely true. It's not about that. It's about finding the place that they fit in the schedule and by making the insurance insurance information, one of the last things that you talk about. Now you can intelligently schedule because if a patient says, listen, my periodontist referred me over here. I ha- I really want to get my interiors done. And my 20th reunion is right around the corner. That's a different phone call than the person who said, you're on my list. I work at the plant and I just, uh, I got to go somewhere that takes my insurance. And now, you can strategically schedule and I totally agree just because they have insurance doesn't mean they're a bad patient they there are still some um, some really really good people out there but here's the here's the truth and I'm going to speak to the dentists listen to this if you don't train your team members to think during these phone calls they're going to react because they know you want those chairs full, so they're going to take all these phone calls that are coming in at record speeds from these PPOs and less desirable ones, and they're just going to film just because they haven't been trained. So what we're encouraging guys to do is just slow down, think, create a relationship, teach your team members about your schedule, what matters to your vision, and you can start to create the practice that you really dreamed of year over year over year as you start to do this. Now we're not going to schedule them until the very end, right?
1: Right. So right. now we've gathered all the information. We know where they're going to fit best within our practice. What are the what are the optimal times to put them? And by you know, by saying that of where they're going to fit best in our practice, I also want to put them in a place that I know they're going to have the very best experience in our practice. Right. So we've right. got times that are reserved for different types of new patients or we have different or we have new patient times that are reserved. And so it's fitting them into that right spot to make sure that it works best for your team so that they have the ultimate inpatient experience when they come in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you can repeat it enough. You know, whoever's teaching this in dentistry, get them off the phone as fast as possible in three to four minutes. That's crazy. I don't get that at all. Um, And I think if you pay attention to metrics in any other industry, you'll find that the longer people are on the phone, the more that they spend in any business. Now, Mm -hmm. I realize in a dental office, you can't be on the phone for half an hour. That's not what I'm saying. But I think if you care enough, you do what Robin's talking about. I find the right time slot for you. A couple more things. I'm going to repeat the time slot probably two or three times, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Because saying it once, people don't remember anything. Heck, I don't, I don't remember anything anyway, anyhow. So, like, I think it's important to say that a couple times. And then also, too, just don't schedule them and hang up. Do something really special. People remember what's said first and what's said last. And so 99% of all phone calls in dentistry are like, well, you're scheduled for next Tuesday at 1 o'clock. We'll see you then. Please arrive early. We're going to email you your health history forms and have a great day. Say, listen, you're all scheduled for next Tuesday at one o'clock. If you have any challenges, I want you to call me. I'm here for you. I'll be the first smiling face you see. I'm going to send you your health history forms. Please fill them out beforehand. And hey, Robin, before you hang up, can I share one thought with you? What is every patient going to say? Of course. I want you to know, I know you were scared a little bit before you called. You called the right place. You're going to meet our dentist next Tuesday. She's awesome. You're going to love her. And what you're looking for? That's what we do. So I want you to have a great day. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I'm going to throw a curveball. At. Before you hang up, Robin, who else may we schedule from your family? I know you're new to town. What do you, yeah. That's the bonus round, right?
1: Yes, it is the bonus round. And, you know, to your point about time, when you practice this and you have a system for this and you feel confident in how you're asking the questions, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Right. And it's so worth it. The time that you spend to not be hurried and to really be invested in, in the relationship with people, it is worth it. So be confident and ask the right questions. Ask that one more question and build the relationship with those people from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. You'll find people are going to appreciate that. You're going to find the right type of patience. You're going to produce more. And then lastly, whoever's answering the phone, just make sure that they enjoy answering the phone because we do see that people are just thrown into this position. They're like, I hate talking to anybody. And they 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 have to fake it all day, which causes a, a huge energy drain for them. When you find the right person who enjoys creating, you know, smiles on the phone, you're going to see it's going to be so easy on everybody and uh, you'll have a practice that's busy forever. So yeah. Any last thoughts you have on this, Robin, before we say goodbye to everybody else? Oh,
1: you know, it, it's a really important two or three minutes in your day. And so take the time to to be invested in learning about people. It actually is so much more fun when the phone when as a when I was a business team member, when you ask questions like this and can really get to know people, the conversations and the phone calls are so much more fun than the transactional, let me tick off my list of all of the things I need to gather from you. So Practice it and enjoy it. It's a great part of your practice.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And if if you're struggling with the whole thing that Robin said about having a new patient telephone slip, we've got a couple of them. And Gina on our team, if you email Gina at actdental.com, say, Gina, can you send me the new patient telephone slip that Robin and Kirk were talking about? She'll send it to you, and uh, hopefully that'll help you. Just anything that we can do to help you and your team members create a better practice and a better life, that's awesome. And then also, you're going to see Gina's my right arm for a lot of things because you don't want to call me (laughs) because I'll talk to you forever, but we got to get something done. So if you're looking just for a little bit more help for your practice, that's what we do. We're practice coaches. If you're struggling, you're like, gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm not having much fun. Reach out to Gina on our team uh, and there'll be information. Actually, we're going to put our link down into the show notes. So you can flip right up to it. Just click on it. It'll take you right to her. So Robin, thank you so much for being here. You are just Thanks. the best. I appreciate you. Happy to do it. Yeah. Stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But Thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this. Do yourself a favor and send this to your team members. We're here to help them too. And uh, one more thing that I didn't mention is we actually have an administrative team course here at our headquarters in Milwaukee, where some of the best administrative team members from all over the country come to learn how to do this and create value up front. It's hugely powerful. I highly encourage you to check it out. So make sure you check that out. So until we hear from you or you hear from us or we see you next, keep watching or keep listening to The Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it, another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just wanna thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.